Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Romans 8, 26. Okay. Now, <laughs> I was laughing because I knew my notes were going to be everywhere. <laughs> And that's when I knew I'm going to neander a little while and just, just kind of neander till, I, till, till we'll get there, okay? So I, so I tried to explain it on Sunday in the, morning, the, the 1030. You have to be willing to go to a place of almost public humiliation and not really care what anybody thinks. If it, it's, not, it's, just, it's, un, it's not unorthodox. Wigglesworth said it the best. I go to the end of my ability and I tap into his. You got to just get lost in the moment because if you think you're going to be precise, he doesn't, he doesn't show up the way he will if you just let him be God. Okay? So it's, 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 I know where I'm going, but we're just going to figure out what road we're going to take to get there and we're going to get there. But here's the thing, you know, I was talking to somebody today. I said, you can't deny the presence. Anybody could communicate to you, and that's fine. I, I don't mind communicating, but I didn't come to communicate. Imparting is different than communicating. Communicating is I just give you words. Impartation is he gives you his presence. You take that home. So that's what I want. I want you to leave here with a sense of peace, whatever you need, okay? But I want you to start understanding this relationship with the Holy Spirit is the most important relationship you have. And you got to start cultivating it to go to another level. It's not that it's not at a place where, where it should be. You just gotta start really, we're not asking enough. We're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not spending enough time talking. I'm not saying being shut up in a room somewhere. I'm talking about all day long. You're in constant communication going, hey, you're, you're all, all day long. Hey, inviting him into everything, okay? You might not even get the answer, but at least you got his attention. He'll come with the thing. He'll give you peace. When he doesn't answer, he'll still comfort. You know, that one day I was thinking about it. He said, I counsel your mind, but I comfort your heart. That's what he does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives counsel to your mind, but he gives comfort to your heart. That's a good one. You might want to write that down. Counsel. Yeah, because you got to know this stuff. Because you ever ask, and then you don't feel like nothing's happened, and he comforts you, and he just says, hey, it's going to be okay. Because when, when I'm out of control, he usually is in control. The Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing. I love it. It's cute, right? We play around. That weird Holy Ghost stuff, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's funny, but it's true. Because he's been, he's been, um, he's kind of been almost um, given a bad rap. Because you see only certain sides of it, and you almost think like, hey, man, that's a little weird for me. I'm, I don't know if I'm down with the tongues, and I don't know what's going on. So if I remove, and I'm probably going to talk about that. If I remove the kind of the unknown element and give you scriptural proof, we could get this thing going at, at, a, greater, at a greater pace for your life. Because how I many you know, just because you don't understand it a little bit, it's okay. Because I didn't, nobody understood it. When we all came in, we didn't understand this stuff. Like, who understood praying in the Holy Ghost? You know what I mean? May, maybe barely, unless you grew up in church. We didn't know this. But the benefit of praying in the Spirit is, is that we do not know what we need, but He does. And there's an element of discipline here that we all have to start um, accepting. Because if we don't, we're going to neglect things that only He can fix. So... I know there's some stuff. So we'll just, we'll just pivot around a little bit. Look at Romans 8, 26. I'm not going to keep you all night. I might pray for you tonight. I'll pray for you tomorrow. I'm going to pray for you. But like, look, these are some of the scriptures you know. And then we're going to go look at 1 Corinthians 14. And we're going to dive into some of these. I want you to see it. If you see it, I think if you see it, it'll, it'll bring clarity. And then we'll go get everybody. And then we'll keep working at it in the church. And then we'll get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost that's not filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. See, what people don't understand, the first work of grace is that you got saved and you got, you got, you got a, a, a measure, you got, you got the Holy Spirit in a measurable form, but you get baptized in the Spirit and you get the Holy Spirit without measure. Is that okay? 
So what happened when I got saved was God, God, God let the Holy Spirit come in. But until you get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues, you what? It's, it's kind of like the second work of grace. You get filled with the Spirit of God to overflowing. Okay? Does that make sense? Well, why do you need that? Well, I'll explain it to you. You, you don't know what you need, but he does. So the reason, now I'm explaining something to you. Okay, I'll say it like this. You don't really realize, and I don't really realize the importance of words. God can do nothing. In your, I don't care. I just seen a tweet from a famous preacher today about the sovereignty of God. I, I, I'm sorry. God bless you. You might like it. There, he's a great man of God. I don't buy it. Sovereign to me is ridiculous. He sovereignly moved, but he stopped being sovereign about everybody's cares and affairs in the earth. You got to get it done through prayer. You understand what I'm saying? Like God sovereignly gave you to all this stuff, but if he just gave you something but didn't give me it and gave it to you, and didn't, that, that would be unfair. He's not an unfair God. So people are kicking back just like, God's sovereign. He does what he wants to do. Does it when he wants to do it. Does it how he wants to do it. That would be like, well, why, why would I try? Why would you go after it? So I could put all this work in and not get any results? Who the heck wants to do that? I'm not doing that. So here's what I'm saying. No, what it is is he needs words. Does that make sense? So God needs words. If God doesn't have words, he doesn't have access in the earth because God does, when, when, when Lucifer took the land lease from Adam, God was literally basically put in a position where man was separated from God, but God was separated from man. Do you understand that? Did you hear what I said? Man was separated from God, but God was separated from man. So now God couldn't do in man's life what he wanted to do, and man couldn't receive from God what he wanted him to have. So guess what that separation? We know Jesus put it back together, but guess what? Jesus didn't just come back. When Jesus put it back together through death, burial, resurrection, it didn't go just automatically and flip where it's like, oh, okay, now the earth's all fixed. No, it's still a mess. We have the blessing within the middle of the mess, but here's the thing. Without words... God does not have legal access into your life without words. You understand? So that's why I want you talking a whole lot more. Because you got to have words. Now, when you pray in unknown tongues, you're giving him the words. But he gave you the words. Yeah, you want to see this. I can tell already. This is where they want to go. Okay, it's good. That's fine. That's what we told you you're going to do. Okay, you want to see this? Now, watch it. Go to first. Let's flip it. You ready? You, we can come back here. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to go real slow. I'm not going to give you 900 scriptures because if I do that, it's too much. Okay? So go here. It says 1 Corinthians 14, 1. You're going to see it, okay? Because this is important. Because if, if you have the biblical understanding of the why, when you understand the why, you'll know what it's all about for you to do. Okay? So you got to see it in the Word of God. So look what it says. Follow after love. Right? And desire all spiritual gifts, but what? Desire prophecy. Why does he want you to prophesy? Because prophecy is tongues and interpretation explained is what prophecy is. Okay? You got two forms of this. You got, I'm going to have to go slow. Go to verse two. No, you, you're get, you got to catch, you're catching it. It's like everybody had to sit through this. If I didn't sit through this and learn this stuff, that's why you come here. That's why you went to work today and did what you did at work. I told you just come in here and eat what I put in front of your face. I don't bring my car to him and go, hey, Paul, what do you know? I just leave it there and leave him the keys and just go, thank God. That's one last thing I got to do. Come on. See what I'm saying? So you, you came here today. Just eat what I put in front of you. If you didn't trust me, you made a mistake coming in the door. But once you're here, go for it all. Take it all. Amen. Come on. You know what I'm saying? For he, now look at these scriptures. You got to let these marinate in your mind. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh what? Not unto men. Write that down. Underline it. See it? He's speaking not unto who? Unto men, but unto who? God. So every minute you sit there and what? Release the spraying in the spirit, you're praying unto God. I don't know about you, but man can't help you. The only person that can help you is God, and you don't know what you need. This is good stuff, ain't it? You're gonna be you'll be all fun, you'll be all fun tomorrow morning. You're gonna be like brush dingle mangle bruka. Now I know why. I was on a plane with a guy. I'm going to prove it to you too. I was on a plane with a guy and he was wearing me out about, oh, that went out with the accident apostle. Here we go. I told him, I, was, I, told him, I, I don't like telling people, I was, I'm like, man, this guy's going to chew my ear off one day, right? 
I didn't mind. And I said, he kept telling me, oh, they didn't leave with the Acts of the Apostles. He, he had some denominational thing. I said, no, I pray in tongues right now. I said, let me just get out. So Ricky, I was slick. Right? I said, let me just get out of it. I was like, I pray in tongues right now. He was done. That was the end of the conversation. He just looked straight ahead, put his ear things on, and went his merry way. I said, well, that did that. I said, now I'm done. It's a true story. Because I was like, he just wanted to argue with me about nonsense. Then, oh, I ever tell you when I met the Mormon? Oh, my God. Remember I was, oh, my God, the Mormon guy was a blast. I go, all right, listen. Because they got some, I hope to God nobody's watching Mormon. <laughs> you know a little bit about this. I said, listen. I said, I'll tell you my secrets if you tell me yours. And because they got like weird ritual stuff. He goes, what do you want to know? I was like, dude, do you really guys think this? And he's like, I'll, I'll let you know if you tell me something. I was like, what do you want to know? I mean, I was like, I pray in tongues and everything, dude. I was like, I'll show you. What do you got? Do you guys really do that stuff? You really believe that? It was funny. We got a trip. It was funny. We were laughing, going and coming. But I said, yeah. And it was, it was kind of comical. But you know what I mean? It's like we have all these misconceptions that like, oh, that's weird. Or why do you do that? Or, you know, we think this, or we think that. But this is what it comes down to. It's not weird. It's assigned to the unbeliever. And he explains it in 1 Corinthians 14. If you, we're going to read most of this chapter so you can see it. It makes sense. So look at verse 2 and understand this stuff. And just it's going to answer your questions. He that speaketh in no tongue speaketh not in a man. Right? See it? But unto who? God. Now watch this. For no man understands him. Now take that and grab that. I don't know what I'm doing. Perfect. You're in excellent. Keep praying, right? What do you say? Like, what am I doing when I'm sitting in there going, Rabangle, Mangle, Bangle? What is that? I don't know what I'm doing. Perfect. For no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks what? Big word. Now, let me show you what that is. Those mysteries of the kingdom are the principles. And now kingdom mysteries are supposed to be revealed into the church. Okay? How be it in the what? Can you leave it up there so they can stare at it for a minute? Thank you. How be it in the spirit, he, who's he? You speak what? Mysteries. What are mysteries? Unrevealed what? Principles that God has. That's what they are. They're unrevealed. So when you start praying in the spirit, you start revealing the mysteries of the kingdom in the earth. Now the kingdom, yeah, that's what it is. Kingdom mysteries are being revealed in the earth when you pray in tongues. See, I'm going to up the ante. So see, watch this. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm not really going to do that a lot. When I explain to you what you're doing, you're going to do it a whole lot more. And that's what I need because you got to understand something. There's kingdom mysteries that are what? Waiting for you to release them through prayer. And guess what? That's why the intercession of the church is so important. Because if we don't establish the kingdom of heaven by praying in the spirit, we're responsible for it. That's why we're going to intercede. That's why when you sit there and pray, we might be interceding for America or the world. Who knows? Who cares? Just put the time in in prayer because prayer works and God will reward you for the time you put in. The only reason why I didn't like praying in tongues in the beginning, because I'm selfish. So are you. What do you? Don't laugh at me. You're selfish. I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm like, well, if I don't think this is benefiting me, I'm not doing this no more. I'm going to pray in English because praying in English, I know I'm praying about me and my needs. Praise be to God. I'm good at this. So you say, you selfish little thing, you like, I got to take care of it. No, you could be led of the Lord. And now I'm going to show you how to do this maybe tomorrow. I'll show you how like to piggyback it and we could pray more and we probably need to pray. But look at what he's saying, right? For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. So this ain't a language that's made for uh, your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? You're praying unto God and you're not going to have understanding how be it in the spirit you're speaking mysteries. Mysteries are kingdom revelations waiting to be revealed. There's a lot of mysteries about your life you don't know, but you need to pray. Now, I teach principles that are, that nobody taught me this. I had to go get it from the Holy Ghost. I, I show you guys, I think this is big. You can hold in your mind what you want to pray for in your mental picture and pray in your spirit, and you can connect it and push it forward. Because how I learned that was this. It was reverse worry. I went to go pray. That's why the book's good. I went to go pray, and as I was praying in tongues, I couldn't get the worry out of my mind. So I was thinking about something. You know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a problem, but it was, it was on my mind, you know? And I'm trying to pray in the spirit, and I'm going, man, I can't shake this. 
And I, like, I was just thinking, rolling over my head, and I'm like praying, 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 and, my, and, and because of it, and I felt like I started piggybacking it, and I said, wow, this is working a little bit. It kind of lifted, and that's when God said, if you can hold in your mind or your imagination the, the, the picture or the, I, I tell them, bring your kids in there. Bring a picture of your kids. Bring a project in. I got the business guys praying over projects. I got, you need to start doing that. That's how that kid's getting those deals to come. That's how that guy, that's how that dude's getting those deals to come. He's holding it. And I, he, I teach them. I taught him how to do it. I teach them. I taught him how to do it. Uh, and, and he's doing it. So that's what you got to do. Hold, hold that in your mind and pray in your spirit and hold it. It's hard to stay focused for long, but hold it. And what it does is you piggyback through prayer and you, you push it out. You can't really explain it. But how do you do it? You hold it in your head. That's how I pray for you. And then I learn from you guys. Because see, I can't, I don't know what you need. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how to pray for you. And it was very limited in what I could do. Like, I'm looking at like Sherry, when she, was, when she wasn't feeling good, I knew exactly what to do. I knew, like, I'll think about you guys. I think about everybody in here. Every, that's why you need to get around me. Because I don't really know some of these people. Some of these people, I don't know who they are. They don't come enough. I had one lady come and go, come and go. She goes, you know, I'm a member. I was like, your attendance stinks. You come every six months. I don't even know your name. I was like, are you kidding me? She goes, you know, I go to your church. Remember, she used to come. She was like, I don't want to mention her name. She might be watching, but she come like she come like every twice a year. I was like, I don't beats me. Are you? Then remember, somebody got mad when they left. I said, like, I didn't even know you were here. You left, and now you're mad. You know who that is? That was funny. Yeah, they were the twins. I used to call them. Yeah, people are amazing, right? So, so, you, so that's how I pray for you. You know what I'm saying? A whole, I'll, I'll, you'll come and then I'll, 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 I don't know. And then you know what's funny? If I hold you in my mind and pray for you in my spirit, I'll catch sometimes what's going on. It's true. Yeah, because when they got, you guys got messed up at the same time, God told me you're going to live and not die because they hang on your word. That scared me. God told me that. When you guys weren't feeling good, he said, your words in their ear are going to keep them in the earth. And that's when I understood how powerful this stuff is. Well, I went to go pray. And that's why I said, okay, we got it. Everybody's like freaking out. I'm like, don't freak out. It's done. But you got to hear it inside. And then I watched Brother Hagin. He was off the wall. Because he would live life in the spirit. And him and Brother Norville, and then they start telling you those stories. Like, and you'd be like, how do you guys do this? Because they stood so sensitive to what was going on in the spirit realm that when something started happening and you didn't know, you just knew on the inside, it, you got to have, it's, we call it unction. What that is, is, is a, it's a knowing. It's kind of like a witness. Like, I need to pray for you, or I need to go call, or I need to go do, or I, you know what I'm saying? So that's a lot, but you catch this more than you teach. You can't teach this. You got to catch it. Does that make sense? It's kind of like you catch it as it's going, you know? So look up here and see this, right? So that's important, right? In the spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries, revealed secrets of the kingdom. So you got to reveal these secrets of the kingdom for your life. But he that prophesies speaking to men unto what? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Okay? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, prophecy is this. Now, this is a little bit spiritual stuff, but it's easy. Tongues, interpretation, equal prophecy. Does it make sense? You understand that? So why does God want you to prophesy? Because if we hear prophecy, you understand in English what God is speaking in a mystery in the church. Tongues, nobody gets it but God and you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if somebody, now I'm going to explain the difference between public and private. Everybody will ask you this. Well, I thought the Bible says you're supposed to be an interpreter if somebody starts praying in tongues. You got to understand something. Tongues and interpretation usually do need somewhere in the, in the church setting, someone to reveal what's been said, okay? But the personal use of edification, God don't care when you pray, how long you pray, just start praying in tongues. Does that make sense? Two different things. Does that make sense? So keep reading, we're gonna see this. So see this, prophesy, speak it unto men, edification, exhortation, and comfort. Does that make sense? So prophecy, you ever get a prophecy of doom? You know, in the parking lot for some wackadoo, right? Well, ask yourself next time, did the whack, did the whack, you know what I'm saying? The wackadoo meet you in the prophet. I'm a prophet. Oh my God, I got a guy. He's probably watching. I don't know. He's probably in church, so it's even better. We can talk about it, right? He gets this guy. This guy's like, he writes him like a seven page email. And the, 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 he was struggling with it. I said, tell the wackadoo to throw it away. I said to tell him, you tell him I said. 
I'm going to start spiritual fights. It's okay. Right? This is crazy. It was all negative. It was like cuckoo bird stuff. I'm like, but he's a prophet. I said, he's a prophet of pretzels. He ain't no prophet. Cut it out, man. This is not edifying exhortation. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop, man. Filter this stuff. Now, if somebody's got to give you word and it's a little rough, they should still give it the right way. You get what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Don't. Do I got to tell you an apple tree is an apple tree? No, what do you do? You walk up and you see the fruit of the tree and you realize, oh, that's an apple tree? Hello? Look at the tree. Look at the fruit. Figure out whether you want to eat that fruit. Do you get it? You don't want to eat wackadoo fruit. It's no good. Stop. Cut it out. You know, everybody's like, and then I'm like, you're in a church like four people, but you're a prophet of four? Come on, you don't need that much interpretation before people stop. Come on, go over here. Just watch this. It's good. He that speaketh an unknown tongue, write this down now. You're staying here for a while. He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifies himself. Now stop. What do you mean edify yourself? You build yourself up. Now let me explain something to you. Edify means you build up like you charge yourself. So when you're getting weak spiritually, you have not been doing maintenance. Spiritual maintenance is up to you. This is why you got to stay connected to the things of the Spirit of God because if you start getting weak, edify means what? Charge. Build up. So the way we can look at it is like a battery, like in a drill. If the battery starts going, you don't have the torque. Your life is like that. He that speaketh in tongues edifies himself. What's that mean? You build spiritual strength. What does Jude say? Jude 20 says what? Building up, just write Jude 20. There's only one chapter, right? It says, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You want to say it? Go to Jude 1. It's Jude 1. 20. Let them flip back and forth. You write these down. Just write them down. This is what I'm doing. And then First John says what? You have an unction from the Holy One. You know what I mean? You get these in, impressions. They're like impressions, biblical impressions. Does that make sense? It's like a knowing. The Holy Spirit, write this down. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of seeing and knowing. He's the spirit of seeing and knowing. Does that make sense? You see and you know, but you can't really see it nor know it. Now, that sounds like the wackiest thing, but you see it and you know it, but you can't just say like, there it is, and I know exactly what to do. Because this is where faith comes in. The spirit of seeing means I can see it, but I don't understand how it's all going to work. It's okay. I know it, but I don't know how it's all going to happen, but I know it. You see what I'm saying? He gives you that kind of, you ever pray about something, you feel like good about it, and nothing has changed in the situation or circumstance, and you're like, everything's going to be all right, and they're looking at you like, you're crazy, but no, I got to know it on the inside. It's going to work out. See it? I see it. it. It looks bad. Nah, we got the mountain. Let's go. And you're like, you're crazy. Nah, it's good. You under, it's hard to explain it. You see what I'm saying? You can't, how do you explain that? You got to, like, I got to go to your memory bank and go, remember when you were standing looking at the middle of hell and all the while everybody's like, that is a nightmare. And all the while you're like, ah, oh, it's cool. It's going to work out. I just know it is. And everybody looks at you like you're crazy. I usually get that a lot. <laughs> like, you're nuts. Yeah, I probably am, but it's good nuts. Come on. It's going to work out. You see what I'm saying? That's the knowing, that's the seeing. Who do you get that from? You get that from the Holy Ghost, but you got to cultivate that over time. You know what I'm saying? Don't throw it out right away. You're cultivating a relationship. The Holy Spirit's fun, okay? Now look what it says. Edifies himself. What does edify mean? You build yourself up. Look at the Jude 1, 20. Did you find that one? Beautiful. But ye, beloved, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He's telling you what to do. So how do you build your spiritual faith? Now, you're not really, you're building the faith to, let me say this. You're building the ability to, I, I like it like this, because now all of a sudden, is faith growing because I'm praying in tongues? No, faith is becoming a better receiver because you're praying in tongues. Does that make sense? When you're strong, I can tell you anything, you're ready to run your race. But when you're spiritually weak, you're flipping out before I even open my mouth. See what I'm saying? When you're built up and you're ready to go and we come and say, let's take the mountain, you're ready to run. Let's go. But when the thing is, when you get spiritually weak and you don't feel like you could take more on, 
You have to charge yourself up. How do you charge yourself up? You got to stay plugged in. What do you stay plugged into? The Holy Ghost. Just like that wall charger stays charged up, you got to stay charged up by plugging in the Holy Spirit. Otherwise what? You're not edifying yourself. And you're not building yourself up. So you get weak. So you got in the world and what else? See, these are the benefits of praying in tongues. It keeps you free from worldly contamination. Yeah. Because worldly contamination is around you all day long. A lot of you work in an environment that's not great. A lot of you have to go places that's not wonderful. And what happens is this environment tries to suck and drain the life out of you. And then you're like, oh, my God, you stay out there too long? Association will get you, man. Come on, right? Can I, let me just, I'll tell you how to win the race, man. Why are you hanging around with dick ding-dongs? You know, you stand there like, oh, this guy's a dipstick. I'm over here, over there. No, man, you're just not seeing right. That's what it is. You got weak and you're just like, oh, it's okay to hang out. You lie to yourself. It's okay to hang out with the fellas. You know, all the while it ain't okay to hang out with the fellas. Run, man. But when you're weak, you're with the fellas. Stop. When you start building your spirit strong, you don't, you, you, you notice environments that you didn't notice before. You make decisions you couldn't make before. I'm not picking on people, but people are going to go where they go. Look, when you know you got something going on, you don't hang out with people that ain't going somewhere. But you got to edify yourself. Because if you don't edify yourself, you hang out with all the people that don't edify. See what I'm saying? You stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And then you get strong. And then when you get strong, then everybody's scared of you. People, the devil. <laughs> Devil's scared of you. He don't want to come looking for you. I'll knock you out. Look, go back to the uh, uh, first Corinthians. You, you like that? You're edifying yourself, so you're building yourself up. So a couple minutes a day, but you got to start talking to God more. All day long, talk to God. You are one question away from an answer. That's all. Ask questions all day. God loves it. God is intrigued by your questions. The Holy Spirit loves them. He loves your questions all day long. What do I do here? What do I do there? What do I do there? What do I do? All day long, engage with them. Keep an open mind. I don't pray. I don't have a prayer time. Pastor Chris, now do not do this on your own. I have no prayer time. I don't. I don't go to a place. Everybody says, do you ever go to a place of prayer? Nope. I do not get up in the morning and go to a place of prayer. The kids will tell you, I do not go to a place of prayer. I just keep an open browser all day long. So I never stop staying connected to heaven. So why would I go in there for like 20 minutes and pray and then just like, my thing, I'm so God conscious because I just live my life like that. I get up, I'm like, all right, what are we doing today? Now I pray but I don't ever stop communicating with God. And it's not because it's my job. It's my relationship. John G. Lake was a great healing evangelist. He, was, he made money. You know, he was on Wall Street for a minute. Guy was making like 50 grand. Well, making 50 grand was a lot. He said, no matter what I did with my hands in the earth, I always kept my spirit connected to heaven. It's a good one. It's a good one. No matter what you're doing, you're fixing that Corvette, man, you're doing that stuff, just stay there, man. Stay there with him. Ask questions. How do I do this? What do I do here? Just do it, man. Just pull them in your environment. He, he put you there. He made you creative like that. Pull them in. You know what I'm saying? Pull them in your thing. Pull them in your world. Let it, he's cool, man. Invite him in. Well, I'm afraid he's not going to talk to me. He's talking to you all day long. You just ain't paying attention. See, here's the, this is another big thing about heaven. This is a lot, but it's cool. Heaven doesn't go turn the volume down. You turn the volume down. Heaven's talking all the time. But you're just not sensitive enough. So when you edify, you hear heaven better. You ever get close? You ever fast a little bit or pray a little more or separate yourself from the world or up your word time or do a little something, something, you got a little closer to God? How come, didn't you hear better? Come on, right? Everybody in the room's like, yeah, come on, man. Pastor Chris, when we fasted and prayed, we shut the TV off for an hour, you know, something happened. I got a little more God conscious. God, God here's God. Here's the problem with people. God is the pulpit. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he don't move. And we're all the way over here going, where'd God go? God's like, I didn't leave. I'm the same dude. I got the throne and I'm sitting on it. You left the throne. Come back to the throne. Now, everybody, I'm busy. Man, busy is no excuse. You can be busy with God, man. Take him with you. Don't just leave him there. Say, come on, let's go. I'm in the car all day. I talk all day. I talk out loud. People probably think I'm crazy, but who cares? You know what I mean? I don't care. Like, why? Like, hey, why'd you do that? I, I asked really cool questions. Like, why did you make that person? Because I was like, did you have a bad day? This is my conversation with God. Was it a bad day? It's nobody in the room. Did you have a bad day? Were they your idea? I know you made Lucifer and he went nuts. Was he good? And then he lost it. And that's why he's like that now. 
Or did you just like wake up on a Tuesday, just had a bad mood and just. Come on, man. Ask questions. Will you cut it out? You know what I'm saying? Does God talk to you like that? Like, you know, the other time, I told you the other time he, with this stuff he got on. He goes, you know what's the matter with you? I was like, here we go. This will be all afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Between you, my wife, and my mother, I probably would. Go ahead, God. Let it rip. <laughs> it should be here for a long day. This will be great. Let's hope it's a Monday. Right? He's like, no. You need explanation when I just need obedience from you. Don't try to figure this out. Just do it. It's good for you. So now watch where he's going, okay? So you say what? Edify, right? You see it? So here we go. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. Why? Because if I go, Roko I'm edifying me. If I go, hey, the church is going in a great direction and we're going to take the kingdom, you would understand. Prophecy you understand in a language you know. Tongues is in a language you don't know, but you still got to have words. Where would the encouragement or the edification... What did he say prophecy does? It exhorts, it encourages, it what? Edifies. Why? Because you know it. So if I came, if you were going through and I was like, everything's going to be all right. You're going to be great. Everything's going to be great. You'd be like, wow, I feel edified. I'm hanging on that word. Guess what? That's what you're doing in the spirit and your spirit needs it. And then God can bring the, the ability. But if you don't have, if you, if you neglect praying in the spirit, you're going to be behind in certain things and you're going to get weak. It ain't enough. Because here's the thing. You guys are next level Christians. You didn't notice? No, you better, you better figure this out right now. But you know why you're here? Because your heart. God's already qualified you for more. It's your heart qualified you. Serious. You said like, I like it here. I like this atmosphere. Yeah, I know why. Because your heart's qualified you for more for God. This doesn't mean you're better than any other Christian. That's not what I'm saying. But what it means is you're hungrier. And that's okay. That doesn't mean anybody's not. Like, you want more of God. That's why you're in meetings like this. That's why you go to church like this. This is why you do this. Because you're like, I don't know. Something inside of me wants more. I don't know. I mean, I didn't even want to come to this meeting, but I knew I had to. Great. You're in the right spot. Being serious, man. That's just the truth. Something inside of you knows there's more, and you want to live next level Christianity. I don't want to just live that, you know, like, you know, status quo Christianity. I went, you know, you know. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, out the door I go. You know what I mean? Stuff. It's cool. It's, I'm not trying to be irreverent, but you understand what I'm saying. It's like you just go and communicate, but nobody really wants to change. Or I don't want the next life, the best life. I'm okay with a ho-ho life. No, I ain't down with that. I didn't come on the earth to be like that. Neither did you. So when you get in this, it stirs you up. But that's why it's, it's a next level responsibility. It's okay, though. But there's something inside of you that wants it, so go for it. So look right here. This is why we got to go help people, right? Because you're going to do this. He edifies church. Now keep going, five. I would that you all spake with tongues. Okay? Now why does he say I'd rather you prophesy? Because greater is he that prophesies than he that speak with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edification. So now leave that up there. Now people get confused here and go, well, God said it's better to prophesy. It's better to prophesy for the church because church would be edified if they would understand the language we were speaking. It's better for you to pray in tongues. And it would be great if we could pray in tongues and interpret, and that would equal prophecy because there would be edification in the spirit and the natural. So what is he saying? Don't lose the moment. Get it. I want you all to pray in tongues, but I'd rather you prophesy in the church because prophecy in the church makes more sense to the person that doesn't pray in tongues. Does that make sense? I'm eradicating all this nonsense that keeps you from doing this stuff. Six. Here we go. Just keep going. Now, brethren, if one come in speaking in tongues... How's it going to profit? Expect you, what? Bring revelation of the tongues or by knowledge, prophecy, or doctrine. What is he saying? If somebody just, we all come in here praying in tongues and somebody walks in and ain't going to do nothing for them. But it's doing something for you. If we interpret it, it makes sense. Sometimes you don't get interpretation. I don't want to stay there too long, but let's just keep going, okay? Keep going because you're going to see this. And even what things without life give sound. And he goes on to say, he explains all this, you know, like everything has, an, everything has a sound to it. And he's trying to talk, he's basically just trying to get you to understand that he that speaketh with an unknown tongue speaketh unto men. You got to remember this. Watch this. Now we're going to, yeah, I want you to see this. Okay, we could, we could even, yeah, yeah, time's sake, I don't know. All right, let's do this. Let's slide on down. Um, let's go to verse 12. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. We'll read this and we'll read a little bit more of this and I'll let you see this. This is important. Okay? Even so, your zealous for spiritual gifts 
Seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. Keep going. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Now, you could pray to interpret your tongues. And if you start spending more time praying in tongues, you'll kind of know what you're praying about sometimes. Is that okay? You'll stay, you kind of know. You kind of get a knowing on this thing. You'll track it a little bit. You'll sometimes know. Don't worry about knowing as much. I'm not worried about it. For if I pray in an unknown tongue. Now, this is very important. Listen to this part here. For, I'm going to only keep you 20 more minutes because it's a lot. Your mind stretches, right? For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. That is the master scripture of this whole thing. Does that make sense? Now, read it slow. Just pull it in and just take your time with it. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, what happens? My spirit is praying, the real me. But my understanding is what? Unfruitful. I don't know what I'm doing. What is everybody's number one roadblock with this with praying in spirit? I don't know what I'm doing. He just told you your spirit prays, but you know what? Your understanding is unfruitful. That is why I'm trying to get you to lock your understanding on something while you're praying so you can stay focused. Because you to do, you'll get easily distracted and you'll come out of there and you won't stay in there as long as you're supposed to. You'll abort, you'll abort the mission because you, you, your focus goes all over the joint. Okay? So we understood. My understanding is what? Unfruitful, but my spirit's praying. So what are you doing when you're praying in tongues? You're charging up your spirit, man. You're becoming spiritually strong. You see that? You know what I'm saying? And you know when you're weak. Now, when you're spiritually strong, now understand the benefits of this. When I come in here and tell you, hey, here's something from the kingdom. When you're spiritually strong, it's easy for you to grab that. But when you're spiritually weak, doubt and unbelief runs rampant in your head before I could even get it to you. That's why you got to come edified and loaded up when you come into an atmosphere where faith is being released. Because when you get that faith is being released, you got to be edified to catch it. If you're weak, it's going to go right over your head. This is what happens. Most people don't go after the things of God and just go through Christianity week after week, but don't really go after any promises because they're too weak to grab them. You got to fight the fight of faith. So you come edified in an atmosphere, and then the atmosphere gives you from the word of God. See, because when I come in here, I'm not giving you logos, written word. I'm giving you rhema, spoken word. Once I speak it and put life to it, you have to have faith to grab it. But if you're not spiritually in a place of strength, you're a place that reje you reject it. Oh, you don't know me. That ain't me. That ain't for me. Ain't nobody in my life prospered. Come on, stop, stop, stop. You got rejection all over you because you didn't build your edification force. Come in strong. Now, now listen, I'm, we, all of us come in when we come in. But here's the thing. You got to come, come spiritually ready. That make sense? The Holy Ghost. So look what he says here. Now watch verse 15. So he says what? What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will what? Pray with my understanding. He said I use all kinds of prayer. I pray, I pray normal prayers. I pray in tongues. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with my understanding. Now stop right there. In, in, in Ephesians says it, says, it says, Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. So what did he say? He said, be not drunk with wine. Don't get all messed up. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. So how do you get filled with the Holy Ghost? Speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making melody in your heart. So what's that look like? That looks like you just speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Speaking yourself. Speaking to yourself don't mean screaming in a room. Speak to yourself. That's how you edify yourself. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, this is, this is top-level stuff, man. What do you mean be filled with the Holy Ghost? This is how you get filled. What do you mean get filled? Well, you got to stay filled. Well, what, what do you, you're pouring out all day long. What are you filling up? You get a pitcher of water, you keep pouring it out. What are you going to have at the end of the day? Not enough. You got to go put it under the spigot again. Get back under the spigot. 
Now, watch this. Now, I'm not going to blow you all out, right? I will sing with the Spirit. I'll sing with my understanding, right? He's saying both sides. Watch this. We're going to bless with the Spirit. Look at this. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen and give thanks, seeing he understand not what he says? Look at this. For though verily give his thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank God. Why is that? I speak in tongues more than you all. Did you get that? What do you mean? What was he trying to say? He's saying, look, man, you got to stay edified and you got to edify yourself if you're going to stay strong in the things of the spirit of God. So why in the heaven would God give us the Holy Ghost when Jesus said, it's good for me to go home and give you the Holy Ghost. And then we get the language of the Holy Ghost and then we disconnect from it because of lack of understanding. No, connect. Now watch, I know what you're going to say. I mean, Pastor Chris, I can't be doing this all day long. You know what I mean? I didn't ask you to do it all day long. I asked you, because watch this. Go to Romans 8, 26 now. I didn't ask you to do this all day long. I asked you to start giving yourself over when you need to. Because watch what I'm going to show you here. See, now, I don't sit around praying in tongues all day long. You can't do it. Likewise, look at this. Likewise, the Holy Spirit that you receive helps me with my weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with utterance that cannot be what? Understood. Uttered. You see this? So now watch this. So now when you reach these times of need, soup, now watch. Do we have times of need all the time? Yes. You want to edify 5, 10, 15 minutes a day, that's great. But here's what we got to really realize. This is a resource we need to really grab onto in the time of need. Because you remember, what I, remember when I was reading um, Hebrews? Let me show you that, too. Let me give you that real quick, too. Wait, stay right there, Romans 8, 26, go here. You guys all right? You got like 15 minutes? You can be okay? Yeah. No, it's a lot. It's a lot for your head. You know what I mean? I know. And it's like, usually I don't keep you this long, you know, with this stuff. But it's good. This is how you learn. How are you going to learn if somebody doesn't show you? I was just sitting meeting with Brother Hagin, and he just he wandered around. He would wander, he would wander around. You remember when he used to do this stuff? He just wander. I can go over. It's easy to go over. I can go over now. How I many of you could go over? I just go over. Where are you going to go? Go in a spirit realm? How can you just do that? Because he wants you to go there. But what sense of going over and then not taking you with me? You got to be ready for it. Because you yield to it. But you, I told you, it comes to a place like it's almost like you're, bab- you're like babbling, you know? They said Smigglesworth would get up and babble. They watch Wigglesworth get behind a ball. I'm not putting myself in there, but I was in, you know what's funny? I was in a meeting where uh, I went to, uh, where um, Lester Summerall was there. All these guys were there before I went. And uh, it was funny, years before. And they said, uh, we, 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 the move of God was like the days of old. And I said, yeah, because you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to wanna go there. See, those guys wanted to go there. You know what I mean? Church was like on edge, you know, like, you know. But I watched, watched Brother Hagin, and it wasn't weird. But I watched, I watched him one time, got up there, and he, he stuff would happen. I was like, man, this is wild, man. If this God, I don't know, God's kind of wild. You know what I mean? And I was like, it was wild, man. It was wild. And I'd be like, I've seen people stuck. They, I said, like, what in the world are these people doing? What good is this doing for you? I'm like, what is this? I don't understand it, you know? Laughing and all this other stuff. I, I didn't understand it. But it was outside the realm of normal per se, in the natural. But man, it was like, you couldn't, you come out of the atmosphere, you're a different person. Run around the building, all that stuff. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? But I knew, I knew God was in it. But it was unorthodox. But see, that's what you gotta be willing to go to. Unorthodox. Ever tell you the first time I took a run? Jesus, good God. I went there, and these people, I thought they were a little out there, you know? And, I'm in this thing, you know, I, I was kind of used to this, and I'm, uh, whatever, I don't know, I'm in Rhema, you know, and God bless Rhema, I love the place, the place was all, it taught me a lot, Brother Higgins and those guys, and they were all normal people, so you knew that they knew God, but I didn't understand why we had to do this stuff, so, well, I'm in, I'm, <laughs> I'm at Winter Bible Seminar, me and Scotty, two clients, we were sitting there, I was like, this is great, and all of a sudden, they, these guys, these, just, you know, one of these people take off, they ran out the aisle, and <laughs> start running around the building. I was like, what in the world is this wacker dude doing, man? Running. You didn't think running in church was cool, you know? In my head. I took off. 
another one. They were like popcorn. They started popping. Next one. Ping. Run up the balcony. Run in the balcony. I'm like, what is going on? What are these people, crazy? <laughs> Rick, I'm sitting here, Rick. I'm this joker come running by. So I was, I was totally down on him. I'm like, I'm not doing this stuff. I'm more sophisticated than this. I don't do that kind of stuff. And they run by. Dylan used to see this guy. And I got a little open to it. I said, you know what? Maybe there's something in it. And the third time that guy came wrapping around, when Holly, when I opened myself up just a little bit, when he went running by, I went, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Scared me. I said, what in the world was that? Like, I went, I, I, like a pool came, you know, like a pool came by. And I was like, and I wasn't, trust me, I didn't want to do it. I was not signing up for this mess. I said, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but these guys are coming. Now there's like five or six from taking off, right? And I say, I don't know. They come around. Boom, got me again. I said, boy, if this thing hits me again, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so I lean over to Scotty. I go, I go, look, you feel that? He goes, yeah, you feel that? I said, yeah. I said, if that thing comes around again like that one more time, I'm going to go for it. You want to go for it? He said, let's go for it. I said, all right. Boom, bam, bam. We took off like a dart. And now this guy, I couldn't beat him in a race if Jesus Christ was helping me. I'm not trying to play. Like, he was faster than me. Everything we ever did, ball or shoot, couldn't play. You know what? That's the day I outran him. I said, you know why I outran you? Because God had to prove to both you and me that this is God. Because there ain't a day in my life ever outran you a day in my life, bro. And I blazed you, bro. You couldn't even catch up. I took off like a dart. I said, I don't know. But, man, you got free. And you didn't realize when it was gone. And they were expressions and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost that were a little bit unorthodox to natural life, but they did what God wanted them to do. And God's not going to fit in your box. He ain't fitting in your box. The Holy Spirit does not fit in your little box. Your little box is about ready to get blown up because God don't sit in a box. And if you're going to want the whole, now you go to normal church and be normal the rest of your life and get nothing. But if you really want the Holy Spirit in your life at another level, it's a little unorthodox. Some things he does in demonstration. Now, the personality of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace. Long. Now, the reason why I, I'm telling you, this is very good what I'm telling you. The reason why I had no problem with the demonstration side of him is because I wanted the other side of him. And you can't get one without the other. Does that make sense? I wanted the love. I wanted the joy. I wanted the peace. I wanted the long-suffering. I wanted the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, the self-control. But he's a person, and he comes with demonstration. You know what I'm saying? It's like a spouse. You know what I mean? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody said amen. There's some qualities you love in your spouse, and there's some qualities you like to change. Come on. Right? Don't say that out loud. Too late. I already did. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, kind of like, it was like, man, I really like this side of you, but that side of you, I never seen, but you got to learn the whole thing. Yes. You know, what I mean? you may never run a day in your life, but what I'm trying to tell you was this. I watched a guy flip over in a chair one time up. So the stuff I seen, I was like, I don't even believe this is going on. Well, when we had camp, we had meeting here, homeboy fell over the thing, knocked over the oil, blew up the whole thing, broke everything. I was like, I don't know. I didn't do it. And they're looking at him. I was like, I hope he's okay. He's got up. He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, whatever. Whatever. Why? Demonstrations of God to people that are yielded are what God does. I don't know why, and I don't really care. Why, how, how, did a lot, how did they outrun a chariot? I don't know how that happened. I, I, you know, how did all this stuff happen? Who knows? Who cares? Just what I'm saying is don't be down on the other side of God. Just be open. But I'm talking about you edifying. I give you a little bit of this because did, did you see what we were saying here? Look right here. Now, when you see this, you've got to understand this because this is really important. All right? Now, I want, I want to go to that Hebrews. If you can go to that, Kaylee, that would be great. Hebrews 4. Okay, 12, okay, in the passion. And then I'll give you this, and I, I don't want to give you too, too much, okay? You all right? And then I'll take you back. You see what I'm saying? So why does, God, why does God have demonstrations like that? Who knows? I think the reason why he's a little unorthodox in demonstration is because if you get too familiar with any, anything, the level of expectancy just kind of wanes. You know, but now when we used to go to church, you used to be nervous. Like in the 90s when we went to church, you didn't know what was going to happen, bro. It was like you went in there and you're like, okay, I'm a little nervous. Remember when you used to repent walking in just in case? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you probably got to do that around here. You know what I mean? But other places you could just slide in and bring your own craziness. All right. For we 
have what? The living word of God, which is full of energy, like a, a two-mouthed sword, it will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and intents or secret motives of the heart, right? That's what he's saying. The inward man. Look at 13. I'm going to really get you going to 14. There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God, for nothing that we do remains a secret and nothing creating is concealed. <coughs> Excuse me. But everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes, to whom we must what? Render an account. It's really good, ain't it? Gets even better. Now, this is where it hits you, okay? So then we must cling in faith to all we know to be true. For we have what? A magnificent king priest, Jesus, the Son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us, right? And what does he do now? With our, in our what? Frailty. See it? So now he's, so watch this. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? Because he has sympathy for your frailty and he wants to, now, now that Sunday was really good when I talked about that. I said, nobody really cares. Get over it. You should, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal to you. And it's a big deal to God. Oh, you should be over this by now. No, calm down. I'm quick. I'm, the, I'm quick to be the guy. Come on, let's go. No, now I'm starting to get like, you know what? Take your time. It'll be all right. God's cool. He's long-suffering, and I got patience. Be like God, man. He sympathizes with people, right? Now watch this, though. This is big. Keep going. Here we go. He understands humanity, for as a man, our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way just as we are and conquered sin. Now watch this. 16. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned, to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Did you see it? Did you get it? That's what God's doing for you. So he's searching your heart. That's that Rome. Now we can go back to King James 8, 26. That's where he says, all good things to work out to good that them that love God. Baloney. Only if you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Romans 8, 26. It's going to make sense and then we're done. Is this Okay. And then if you can't come back, who can't come back tomorrow, I'll pray for you tonight. That's what I'll do. I'll do it like that. because I feel a little bit, but I'll, I'll know more tomorrow, and then we'll get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost. Likewise, the Spirit is the Holy Spirit, helps my infirmities. Infirmities or weaknesses, those are the things that God sympathizes with you about. Did you understand that? So he looks at your weakness. He looks at your emotions, sees where you're weak, and goes, hey, pray these prayers so you could strengthen yourself. That's the God you serve. He says he examines your heart. He knows what's in your heart, so he knows what you're going through, sympathizes with it, and even if it's baloney, this is so good. Now, this is my bad, you know, vernacular, but even if it's not truth, he still sympathizes with it and gives you the prayers to pray to strengthen yourself even though it's not the truth and he's okay with it and he's God. Why shouldn't I be okay with it? You didn't hear a word I said half of you. Pay attention when I'm talking because you don't understand what I'm saying. Pay attention. I love you, but pay attention. He looks in your heart, looks at the stuff, worries, the fears, the fret. He's the answer to it, and he knows what you're saying doesn't really have any validity in the kingdom that he lives in because he has the solution and the answer and goes, hey, Sue, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to locate it. I'm going to give it to you. Then I'm going to give you what you need to pray. So pray these prayers I give you in tongues because you're going to strengthen yourself about the stuff you don't even know you need strength about, and I'm going to give you the ability, even though what you're thinking right now doesn't hold an ounce of truth to anything I said in my kingdom, but I'm okay with it because I love you, I care about you, and I want to help you. And we're going to leave this guy in the back burner? No, he's the guy I want in front of me going, hey, thanks, Holy Ghost, because he's not rebuking me. He's not critiquing me. He's not mad at me. He's not, and oh, here's another one. He is not a convictor. This is garbage. It's ridiculous. And all the famous guys are a convictor. Who's going to go to a convictor for help? Who's going to go to a convictor for sympathy? Stop labeling him what you think he is. You don't know him. Oh, how do you know? Because he's a reminder of truth. That's all he does. And that's the only thing he can do. He doesn't convict you. You convict yourself. He reminds you of truth and you go, wow, I should maybe start walking in love, shouldn't I? He doesn't convict you. He's a divine reminder of truth. He's a gentleman. He doesn't bring conviction. He doesn't show you your inabilities. He doesn't even know you have any. But that's not what I believe. Believe me. He's not a convictor. Well, the Holy Ghost convicts you. 
I convict myself. I get knowledge, and I look at my life and go, well, you know, I'm not really forgiven. And you know what he says? Well, you should forgive. No, he doesn't. You know what he says? If you have ought against your brother, he only reminds you of the word. That's all he's allowed to say. Jesus was only allowed to say that. I'm going to say something to you. You're going to like it. You might not like it. I don't really care. Jesus only reminds you of the word too. You articulate what the word of God has said to you in your own language so you can hear, but he only says what the word says about you. So when you take the spin and it's going to be all right, he already gave you a scripture somewhere internally that makes you feel it's going to be all right, but he doesn't just go and speak to you in the language of the normal human being. He speaks to you in the language of the word of God. And you get a revelation of the word of God. And from the revelation of the word of God, you bring those peaceful thoughts to yourself. Yes. Did you catch what I just said? He just speaks to you. Okay, watch. We got the lawyer. It's going to be great. I love it, right? He knows the legal terms. So when everything's being done in this legal place of terminology, what does the guy do sitting in the seat? Is that, is that good? Because I don't know what this guy's saying. Am I going to be okay? And he's going, yeah, it's, everything's cool. Just chill. Why? Because you understand the terminology. I just want the results. God understands the terminology of the language of the word. And you're sitting there going, is this good? And he's like, it's going to be good. Jesus is the mediator. He's like, I'm here trying your case on your behalf. And here's us. Like the guy, is this okay? Are we all right? You know? And they're using terminology. You don't even know what's going on. Here comes the act. Are we going to be all right? going to be okay? And, and what's the mediator going? Everything's going to work out okay. It's going to be good. We're winning. Just don't say nothing. You just shut up and everything's going to be all right. Let me do the talking. That's what Jesus is doing. Shut up. Don't say what you think right now. Just shut up. If you shut up, I can win it. Why? You see what I understand? Why? Because there's certain terminology you got to use in that environment. See what I'm saying? So that's what kind of happens. And we get the... Look what he does. Pop that up there. Let them see that and then we're done. We know not what we should pray. That's real fancy for saying, we don't know what to pray, and we don't know how to pray it. But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings. That's the tongues. That cannot be what? Uttered. That means human language can't speak it, but he does. So what am I doing when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost? I'm strengthening my weaknesses. I'm getting strong. Edify. I'm praying out stuff I can't pray out. I'm getting systems. I'm getting solutions. I'm fixing my life. Watch 27. And he that searches the heart knows what is in the mind of God. That's the Holy Ghost. He's searching in there. He's getting in there. He makes intercession for the saints according to what? When you pray in tongues, you're praying the perfect prayers. You can pray because you're only praying the will of God. That's why I don't, I don't even pray for you people in English. Because I don't know what you need. I go in there and pray. And every morning when I pray for you, I'm praying tongues for you. Because I don't know what you need. And I know the only way to get it right is. Why? Because I don't know. I don't even know what I need. I'm going to figure out what you need. You're crazy. I ain't going there. I just go, God, flip the switch. Do it. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Now look right here. Come on. We're done. Look what it says there. And know that all things work. Did you see that? But did you do the first three parts? If you get ahead of it in prayer, everything's going to work out all right. Why? Because I went to the one that searched out my heart, prayed out the mystery, edified myself, and I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm not working on my stuff no more. I'm working on his stuff. Do you see it? Are you seeing what? We'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk more about it. But do you see the importance of it? Why am I praying in tongues? I'm strengthening my weaknesses. Did you get it? Yeah. So I said, now what? Okay, let me, I don't want to leave you with the cliffhanger. Well, what do I do? When you got needs and you got stuff and you got things you can't handle, go, all right, I'm going to pray about this. A couple minutes in the spirit. You got, you got, when you got, I don't want to say problems because it's not always problems. Let's just say you got an obstacle or a circumstance, you go pray in the Holy Ghost. Not for 10 hours, five minutes, three minutes, two minutes. Give it to God. And more communicating. Hey, God, invite him in, invite him in. Invite. See, we don't invite him in enough. Invite him in your marriage, invite him in your relationships, invite him in with your kids. Invite him, invite him, invite him, invite him, invite him. Just invite him in. Invite him in. Get him in. You got it, but you got to do it with your mouth. He ain't coming in on his own. He'll come in and come in, but you got to let him in. 
Let him in. Say, temptation, let him in. Man, I'm struggling, man. I want to go do something I shouldn't do. Let him in. You won't never do it again. He'll give you strength. You got to surrender your will. Once you surrender your will, he'll give you the strength. That's these people all, oh, sin's got me. You let sin get you. Sin ain't got no dominion over you. You get strong in the Lord, you tell sin, shut up. You tell the devil, shut up. The devil going to, are you going to tell the devil, shut up? That's why I went to Ramah. I read that Believer's Authority book. I said, this dude's out of his mind. Him and Brother Norval were, they were, Brother Norval was off the wall. I know it was funny. I seen a picture today of his funeral, and uh, Pastor Parsley was there. And I said, one general sending another general home. And it was funny. It came up in my timeline. And I said, what do you do? He's like, I was with Lester Summerall. I said, this is going to be good. He said, what did Lester do? He said, he looked at me and said, cast the devil out of him. He said, I was a Baptist. I didn't know how to cast the devil out of nothing. And I said, look at this guy. I said, what do you do? I said, you learned how to use your authority. But if you're going to use your authority, you got to be strong. Because you ain't going to, you'll back up on your authority Tuesday if you're weak. You can release it today. You got to build yourself up. And you know what you start telling the devil? Nah, bro. Nah. Not here. Not today. Take a walk. And then you're like, well, I got struggles. The only thing you're struggling in is what you have not yielded to the Holy Spirit yet. Once you yield to the Holy Spirit, he'll strengthen you. That's what he does. See what I'm saying? Now, that's why people get, why? Blah. No, this is how you get strong. This is why you come to this stuff. You got, man, you got the creator of that. Look, man, this joker. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the one who raised Jesus from the dead. He is resurrection life. You got that same power to raise Jesus from the dead living in you. You tell me you're struggling with sin? Come on, man, stop it. Come on, man. You got to know, greater is he that's in me. I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You start tapping in the greater one, you start rambongle, brangla mate. You get in the truck tomorrow morning, la baba, la baba. You're going to blow him out. You know that. He's going to be blown out. You get him in there. Now, you, you know, just tell him, hang on the back, hang on the back. I'm like, you got to get it going. You gotta, I don't care what kind of atmosphere you're in. Go in the shop. You're the first one in. Go, put, put the lights on. We're going to have a great day today. Five minutes, two minutes, three minutes. And then you start getting frustrated. Walk around. Go take a walk. Go take a stroll. Come back. Get God in your stuff. And then when you get stressed out, let him in. You got a, a, a challenge? Let him in. You got a problem? Let him in. It's a great day and everything's going good. Let him in. He ain't just the negative need. He's a positive solution. Get in there and be like, hey, this is good. today's a great day. Come on, man. It's going to be a good day. Come on, man. It's a good day. And you got it? You know what to do? Now you see why I got to edify yourself, though? See why I got to do it? You understand. Now, if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, we'll get you filled. I'll get you filled before you leave today, tomorrow, whatever you need. But I want you to notice because you got to have it. It ain't nothing weird about it. And then people are going to try to talk you out of it. You know, like, well, you know, I don't know how you know what you got. I said, oh, I knew because I knew what I had. And then I know what I got when I got them. And when I got them, woo, whole new world. And if they're watching, you know, we'll get them filled tomorrow. We'll pray for everybody. But everybody stand up on your feet. You should play a little something. Just lift your hands to heaven. You're out there. Just lift your hands to heaven and thank the Lord. Just thank him. Thank him for what he's doing. Now, he say this prayer with me. And tomorrow I'll pray for a bunch of you. Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my life even greater Speak to me. Let me hear your voice. Let me be sensitive to you. Let me know you at a greater level. And let me hear you at a greater level. Let me understand you at a greater level. I invite you in every area of my life. Thank you, Lord, for moving in my life, changing my life. Let me be sensitive. And I don't want to grieve you with the words in my mouth. I'm going to watch my mouth. I don't want to grieve you. I love you, and I need you. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the Holy Spirit. I promise I'm going to honor him all the days of my life. And tomorrow, when I get up, I'm going to invite him into my day, each and every day. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lead me, guide me, and help me. In Jesus' mighty name. I pray. Amen. amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You guys did great, man. It's awesome, ain't it?
So now start just, just cultivating. You know what I'm saying? You guys are good, but just cultivate it. You know what cultivate means? Like, just start playing around with it a little bit. He's cool with it. He, you know, like, hey, show me something, you know? Lead me, guide me, help me. He's with you. He's for you. Amen? And I want you to remember that. Don't miss this dispensation of God. Because it's a journey. Nobody, nobody woke up and knew how to do all this. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. They had to go learn. And then things that starts happening with this is the Holy Spirit, he, he don't, it's kind of wild, but he don't like, it's not like, a, you can't cookie cut it. You can't be like, oh, this is how it happens. You know what I'm saying? You can't. can't do it. You got to like, just go with it. And you cultivate it over time. It's like any relationship. It takes time to develop. But he loves you. And he'll start telling you a bunch of stuff you need to know, right? He's going to show you things to come. You got to trust it though. The scary part with it is this. Sometimes you're like, man, I almost got a little nervous about like trusting it because he's supposed to lead me to truth. What if I miss it? Who cares? You miss it in every other relationship a little bit. You know what I mean? How many times you have to say, oh, well, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have did that or you miss it a little bit, right? So what do you do? You don't get like, oh, you don't throw the whole thing out. You just go, all right, I'll get better next time. But remember this, and here's the big thing. People get offended, okay? I want to tell you this because I knew I was waiting on something. They get offended because here's what happened. Well, the Holy Spirit told me they were going to live and not die. The Holy Spirit told me this. The Holy Spirit told me we weren't going to get divorced. The Holy Spirit told me that. Stop it. If it didn't work, it wasn't on God's side. Stop going there with your head because the problem is then you think, like, I can't trust it again. No, you can trust God. I can't trust me. Because I don't get it right all the time. He's God. He don't mess up. You know what I'm saying? So don't go getting like, if you have fun with it. Like, you know, like, oh, oops, that ain't God. You know what I mean? Like, you ever been around one of those? Who was it? Who was it? Oh, R.W. Shambach said he was going to raise the dead. Yeah, R.W. Shambach went to a funeral. He goes, I think God told me to raise the dead. And he went for it. He got everybody to leave the funeral home and he went for it. And the guy still stood dead. He goes, well, I guess I missed it. Tell him come all back in. Praise the Lord. Come on, you got to be willing to go there. Like, hey, I guess I missed it. Don't worry about it, right? You know, just give it a shot. What a, you know, they used to ask me when I was in Boston, what if they don't get well? What if they do? Let's shoot for the breast and go for it, man. Come on, have fun with this relationship and don't get so stuck. Like if you miss it, you miss it everywhere else, miss it with God. It's okay. He's got a great safety net. He'll catch you, amen? Get out of here. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.